Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Prestige Subaru, outfitting Western North Carolina for adventure with the 2019 Crosstrek. Find out how to make it yours at PrestigeSubaru.com. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Experience the best of the mountains in one place. Begin your trip at ChimneyRockPark.com. And Leapfrog Tours, offering tours and transportation so you can enjoy the beauty, adventure, and culture of Western North Carolina. Find out more at LeapfrogTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC. Now, you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net. And sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club. You'll receive latest travel news, travel tips, and some really cool upcoming vacation destination opportunities. It's a fun place to be. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Well, today, Speaking of Travel continues our Climate Listening Project series with Dana Ruggiero and some special guests. And I have to tell you, in this year that we've been participating and collaborating with Dana Ruggiero and the Climate Listening Project series, I have had so much positive feedback. People are really looking at how to... Uh, create solutions and how to walk the walk when they travel and everybody loves to travel. And this show is about collaboration. And Dana, thank you so much for being here today in the studio. I'm really excited about our special guests and I want I want to hear from you uh, where you're going next because you're always on the road, you're always traveling, <laughs> you're meeting new people, you're bringing back great ideas. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Thank you so much, Marilyn. I'm so happy to be here in the studio with you today. Last time I was calling in from Ohio on the road with Accelerating Appalachia, and we had a great conversation about amazing small businesses creating solutions and ways to engage with them in your travels throughout Appalachia and around the world. Well, now I'm getting ready to go to Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota, to film a new documentary about the United States Climate Action Network. The United States Climate Action Network, U.S. CAN, is a group of almost 200 organizations small and large, that are working together on climate solutions. And there are lots of people involved. This is what I find so exciting. And uh, going back and listening to some of the past episodes of our Climate Listening Project series, we've spoken to people in Sweden. We've 
spoken to people all over the world who are actively making change happen. And here with the U.S. Climate Action Network, you've got over 200 organizations who are active about climate change. I'm just... Sometimes I'm speechless because I'm so excited <laughs> that there's this movement afoot, uh, not so much to to um, say yay or nay to climate change, but to actually look at how to be more sustainable, how to look at our world, our planet, and the places we love to visit uh, with generations in mind. Yes, You know, we did one episode on um, when I went to the United Nations in New York City, the woman from Sweden and these individuals from around the world that are working together for solutions for future generations, parents and children. Um, Then we did a show on the Environmental Paper Network, which is um, it's over 100 organizations from 15 countries around the world that are working together to protect forests. We've done a show on the Green Built Alliance, which is a collaborative network of architects and real estate agents and builders that are working together on climate solutions. And, you know, we've we've really covered some different kinds of topics um, from experts to community members. And the reason why I love the show today so much is because these are people that are really working um, to protect place and community through the things that we love and the things that we care about. Um, I always say, you know, you don't have to be what we maybe think of as an environmentalist or something like that to to really get engaged with the places that you love and the places that you love to travel to. And so um, one of our guests, Susanna Tuttle, she works from a place of faith and compassion and creation care. And we have a church here in Asheville um, that I, I had... Um, actually filmed one of my first faith films at um, St. Eugene's. They have solar panels. They have a garden called the Ardin de Amistad where communities gather. I've filmed at a church in Kentucky where they're having community events and bringing people in to engage and have conversations around, you know, things like energy efficiency and just, you know, local food. And so it's really, you know, it's kind of get in where you fit in, right? And where you love and the things that you love. And and so Susanna really brings that um, to this conversation. And then you have Nikisha Glover, who's going to be joining us from Soul Nation. Um, this is an organization that is working on collaboration, on bringing creatives together, on bringing initiatives together, girls in STEM, um, to placemaking and creating art in her community. She was recently recognized by Grist um, as one of the top environmentalists in the country, mover and shaker. So we've got some great people from the United States Climate Action Network, and these are just two of over 100, nearly 200 members. That is really fabulous and and so timely. Uh, and I say that because there's been a new dialogue starting to emerge uh, around travel. Uh, some people actually suggesting that people shouldn't travel for pleasure now or really for any reason because of recognizing that there's over-tourism Places are being overrun with people who want to see uh, that there are environmental issues. And yet, 
my take on that is what better time to travel? What better time to see the world, meet new people, experience new cultures while becoming a better person yourself, while creating sustainability, looking at how can we all enjoy and and enrich our lives by going someplace even to Kentucky, to visit the people in Kentucky. Sometimes it can be off the beaten path. Um, There are so many places to travel to. And it doesn't have to always be maybe, you know, those super popular destinations. There are a million amazing places to visit and to walk in someone else's shoes, to experience local cultures, um, but not in an extractive way, right? To go um, maybe on a volunteer trip to see, to be there with these folks, to be in a place where you're really experiencing nature in a new way, um, experiencing local food and supporting local farmers in a new way. We talk about things from pollinator-friendly travel, bee city USAs that exist across the country. Um, you know, there's there's so many ways to have green travel, sustainable travel, ecotourism. Um, and we, and we've, did, we've done a show on, you know, traveling to Belize and, you know, doing birding tourism where people are being hired as local bird guides and educated about preserving local forests. And the more people that travel there and hire them actually incentivizes keeping those forests standing. So there are benefits, right? But we also got to make sure we're not extractive, that we're traveling in the right way. And we have some great shows that we've done on green travel tips. Absolutely. And and speaking of the birding show uh, from with the Belize uh, and the Autobahn was here with us and actually gave me a packet of seeds mm. at the end that I could plant in my own backyard to help the wood thrush through its migration, to be able to find a place to nest, to to eat. And every day that I go outside and I see those seedlings now into full-fledged <laughs> plants, I feel that I've done something. Maybe I didn't travel to Belize, but I helped the migration of the wood thrush. When we come back, we'll be talking to our guests from the U.S. Climate Action Network. Dana Ruggiero is here in the studio with our Speaking of Travel Plus Climate Listening Project series. ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Hi, I'm Ann Smith 
with Leapfrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, Leapfrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at leapfrogtours.com. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here with Dana Ruggiero in the studio uh, talking climate. We're uh, continuing our Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. Dana is heading out. Dana, when are you heading out on this trip? Next week. So you're going to be getting up and going up north to this big um, U.S. Climate Action Network uh, event. Yes, it's their 30th anniversary. And I, you know, I've not been to five states and Minnesota is one of them. So I'm really excited. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Plus, it's almost like summertime. I know it's a good time to go. (laughs) (laughs) And there's going to be so many amazing people there. Um, As I mentioned, the U.S. Climate Action Network has almost uh, 200 members. And so I'm so excited to have some of these folks on the show today who are also some of just my favorite people in the whole entire world. And here with us calling in today is Susanna Tuttle. And she is the director of the North Carolina Interfaith Power and Light. And Susanna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for for calling in and being our guest today. Oh, thank you so much. And what a joy to be with you both. Thank you for the friendship shout out, uh, Dana, (laughs) as well as uh, you're one of my favorite professional (laughs) colleagues as well. So it's a real joy to be here. Thank you. Well, we're talking... uh, You know, this series is about uh, climate, listening, uh, sustainability, green travel, how we can all uh, find solutions and uh, make change happen. And Susanna, tell us a little bit about what the North Carolina Interfaith Power and Light is about and what, what you do with this organization. Well, thank you. And it definitely does hit on all of those points that this wonderful podcast is about because our mission statement is that we work with faith communities and people of conscience to identify and implement positive hope-filled responses to climate change as a moral imperative. And when I give that overview at presentations and in community conversations, the first thing that stands out is you don't always hear those words, hope-filled, positive responses to climate change. Um, And that is really the work that we do, is to really think about how we can transform ourselves and our lives 
uh, to live in a more ecologically sustainable and conscious way, and uh, and to do it through uh, advocating with love and why we care about wanting to address the issues and impacts of climate change is because what we're really doing is protecting what we love. That is so beautiful, and certainly those are my favorite words. So you're <laughs> you're talking talking to me specifically because that is those are all values that. I feel we share that um, that we want to share with with so many others, and yeah. I love the fact that um, that this is interfaith. Talk a little bit about that too. Sure, sure. Well, it might be helpful for listeners to understand um, our history. Um, Interfaith Power and Light is a national campaign. It was founded by Reverend Sally Bingham uh, in San Francisco in the year 2000. So in 2020, next year, we're going to be celebrating our 20th year of this national initiative. And um, it roots itself organically at the state level. So one of our, you know, priority values is to um, really allow communities to organize themselves as it makes sense. And obviously with a geographically diverse, you know, massive country like the United States, um, it, it, it organizes itself locally in different ways with different issue areas to address. Um, climate impacts are different, even though we all, you know, share uh, the larger um, issues of global warming. And and so in North Carolina, we uh, already had a program at the North Carolina Council of Churches called uh, the Eco-Justice Climate Connection. And I, I love that language as well, because it really speaks to our root of, of focusing on the, these issues from a moral perspective and a justice lens. So we became part of the National IPL Network in 2005, um, and we have uh, issue, we have lots of issues that we work on across the state, um, and it, it's neat to be a part directly of the Council of Churches because that's an 18-denomination membership group uh, equating to roughly 6,200 congregations and 1.5 million North Carolinians across the state. And then, of course, as an interfaith organization, as you mentioned, that expands even beyond uh, the traditional Christian denominations into uh, the Jewish and Muslim and Hindu and Sikh and Baha'i and Unitarian and, um, and and why we even extend it into the language of people of conscience, because, of course, there's lots of people that identify as spiritual but not religious, um, especially the wonderful youth that we are working with these days um, and organizing from that place of justice and, and equitable values. So it's a it's a it really encompasses everyone and anyone who believes in hope and love and um, respect for all beings uh, into the future today and and tomorrow. Well, who wouldn't want that? I think that's the goal uh, for all of us to look at hope in the future and how and how we can all be together to uh, sustain our planet and our humanity when you get to the bigger picture. Uh, Susanna, tell me a little bit about how you mobilize all of this. Sure, sure. Well, of course, um, you know, as people gather in their own communities and and, um, have these deep conversations about what we value most, uh, the the conversations as we're, we're trying to lead into is that climate change is not a political issue. It truly is a moral issue, and it connects and intersects with every aspect of our life. And so as it's been, you know, increasingly something that has been 
um, seen as a political divide in this country, we are really working to bring that back into a conversation of, as I mentioned, what we love and what connects us and what we most care about. And so we uh, have programs that we serve directly for communities of faith in the areas of energy and food um, and helping congregations become as energy efficient as possible, have access to solar energy, understand all of that, why that's important, and then understand our food systems and how that's going to be impacted and community gardens and how communities of faith can really participate in um, an equitable and just food system. And then we also do public policy advocacy. And so that's why I'm so excited to have Dana be joining us up and helping document the incredible work that we have been doing as partners in the U.S. Climate Action Network. I've been a member since 2013. Um, I'm part of a number of action team, leadership teams, and we're grateful to U.S. CAN uh, for helping us launch what we're calling the Southeast Climate Action Faith Leaders Network, which is a mouthful. Um, but we are now working it across 10 states in the Southeast to help mobilize, organize, inspire, and educate um, people of faith, clergy, uh, all, just people of conscience. The Southeast is unique to the climate impacts that we experience, and we also uh, have the history of the social justice and civil rights leadership movement, and we do recognize that climate change is the civil rights issue of our time. And so as we come together, as uh, my dear friend Reverend Leo Woodbury says, as the South leads, so too does the nation. Mm -hmm. so we are very excited about the work we're doing, particularly in the Southeast. And you're getting ready to also travel on a Southeast Faith, Climate, and Solutions Tour. How can people get involved with that, and how can they find your website and information to connect with you? Thank you. Yes, actually, tonight in Raleigh, we are having the Faith, Science, and Climate Solutions uh, event. Uh, so they're in North Carolina tonight. It's the president of Interfaith Power and Light National and the president of the Union of Concerned Scientists speaking about the convergence of faith and science and how we address climate solutions together. Um, and so that's happening tonight in Raleigh at Poland Baptist Church. And then the tour will extend on into uh, Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia after the U.S. Climate Action Network tour, since so many of us are going to be up in Minnesota uh, next week. And you can find more information on our website, which is ncipl.org. Uh, for Interfaith Power and Light, ncipl.org. And, um, yeah, and then we'll be doing more tours as well. Um, and if you want to get in touch with any of us at any state level um, and also just in uh, stay in touch with this podcast, I'm sure we'll be able to connect the dots for you. Well, Susanna, thank you so much for being on Speaking of Travel today as we continue with our Climate Listening Project. And thank you and all your team for all the work that you're doing. I'll look forward to meeting you sometime. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with Leapfrog Tours. We love showcasing Western North Carolina, where there's a little something for everyone. You can sip your way through the extensive craft beer scene, see elk in their natural habitat, learn about the benefits of hemp and CBD at a sustainable farm, 
go on a history lesson along the French Broad River. And those are just a few examples of our fun tours. Learn more about our tour and transportation services at leapfrogtours.com. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. Remember that summer is a very busy travel time, and you should plan accordingly. This means that with air travel, be sure to reserve enough time for the unexpected. When you arrive at the airport, you may not be able to find a parking spot as close to the terminal as you anticipated. Avoid the frustration and anxiety that can come from feeling rushed to find parking. Be aware that lines will most likely be longer than you expect, both at the ticket counter and at the TSA checkpoint. And again, plan for enough time. Remember that if you have checked in for your flight online or on the airline's mobile app, and if you are not checking a bag, you can bypass the ticket counter check-in and head straight to security screening. Just make sure you have your ID and boarding pass ready. A little extra time can transform a travel experience from frustrating to smooth and easy. For more travel tips, visit our Frequently Asked Questions on our website at flyavl.com. This has been Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Visit Chimney Rock State Park once and you'll want to come back for more. Get an annual pass for unlimited visits to the park for a year, exclusive events and special deals at the park shops and restaurants, and more. Become an annual pass holder at ChimneyRockPark.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Well, here we are at the top of the third, and it's time to catch up with our good pal and frequent traveler, Doc Lawrence. Well, today, Doc's in Virginia Beach, that vibrant coastal city where the Chesapeake Bay meets the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, I love that place with the crabs. And as always, Doc finds himself in a town with an exceptional foodie scene, a rich history, and a pretty cool vibe. Hi, Doc. Hey, I can't wait to hear about you in Virginia Beach. Are you having enough to eat and drink? Marilyn, you know that I always like to start our program off with a quiz, a friendly question. What city in Virginia is the Old Dominion State's largest? Hence, it's not Richmond and it's not Norfolk. It's right here in Virginia Beach where I am now. It's a large city and it has a small town coastal feel to it for good reason. This is the best of the Chesapeake Bay. This is the best connections with early America. Maryland, as you know, in 1607, the first English colonists settled in nearby Jamestown. And this area still has the feel of early America. It's every place. This morning, I did the unthinkable Maryland. I climbed to the top of one of the great lighthouses in the country, the Cape Henry Lighthouse, the view of the Chesapeake Bay, the other surrounding marshes is spectacular. 
it's worth it. The old homes here in Maryland date back to early America. There are museums everywhere. The emphasis on early American history, military, maritime, and aviation history, which dominate the region's industry and culture. Well, I've seen men and women in military uniforms dressed snappily everywhere I've been. Food, well, this is coastal America, and you know it's going to be heavy on the great seafood. I have two favorites here in Virginia Beach, Maryland. The Hunt Room, it's elegant, it has an advanced menu, a great bar, and if you, as I know you do, love crab, lobster, fish, and steaks, this is your place. But tonight, Maryland, I'm meeting some friends of mine from D.C. who struggle like I do to make a living writing about places and people, and we're going to join each other for a wonderful fellowship in food at Liyaka. Now, Liyaka, as you know, has a sister restaurant in nearby Williamsburg, and this is French with a capital F. You can't do any better. We're going to have baked oysters, escargot, crepes, filet mignon, wine, well, Maryland, it's got to be Virginia's Viognier, and unlimited bottles of Norton, the great red grape that is the state grape, wine grape of Virginia. Come on over and join us. We've got room for one more. The Edgar Casey Center has its international headquarters right here. This was Mr. Casey's birthplace, his home. He's buried here. And his center is a bastion of holistic health, philosophy, with his mission continuing to help people change their lives for the better through the ideas that he has postulated throughout his career. The center here has a health and day spa, which is not for beauty, it's for better living. And it is the largest repository of Casey's writings on earth. They're available during the week, free of charge. If you want to learn about the health benefits from using meditation and the power of the subconscious mind, Casey is where it begins and where it should end. It will take you several lifetimes to master this. It's popular, it's spiritual, and it makes the trip worthwhile. There's so many things to do here. You know, when you run out of places to visit, which you're not going to really be able to do here in Virginia Beach, you can always take a long walk on the beach. In Maryland, I think that's what I'm going to do in just a few minutes. I'm dressed for the beach anyway. Got my shorts and flip-flops on and a t-shirt that says, speaking of travel, right on the front of it. And I'm going to walk on the beach, get relaxed, go back to my beautiful room, dress and get ready tonight to dine at Liyaka. And I'll be thinking about you and all of our listeners throughout the world and welcoming you each time we propose a toast to this wonderful city. So Marilyn, for now, it's time to say goodbye, but I'll be back. So this is Doc Lawrence for Maryland Ball. And speaking of travel, on the Gourmet Highway from lovely, exciting Virginia Beach, Virginia, saying so long, and I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Of course, this is a fabulous place, Doc. You're there. Well, until next week, have fun and travel slowly. Remember, you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Here in the studio today is Dana Ruggiero. She is with 
the Climate Listening Project. Together with Speaking of Travel, we have collaborated for half a year now, Dana, on the Speaking of Travel Climate Listening Project series. We have covered so much ground. There's so much going on. I I just... I'm very excited that the feedback is so positive, that people are listening and paying attention and letting me know of little solutions that they're doing, even when it comes down to packing for their trip. (laughs) I love to hear that as well. You know, people who ask um, to even join us on the show. (laughs) That's an honor and it's been so nice. And so I love that we're able to do this every single month and that people can tune in and learn, you know, new green travel trips or ways to engage in their local communities, ways to um, love the places that they travel to in non-extractive and new ways um, and and in support and, and in admiration for these amazing communities around the world and the forest that we love. Um, and so I, it's just been such an honor to to do this with you. I love collaboration. And so that's why, you know, really why I love this. I love to collaborate with you. I love that I can bring other collaborators um, onto the show. We've been doing, you know, shows here and there together for a couple of years now. And now that we're doing it every month, I love that people can know, you know, every month I can expect to tune in and hear some of these you know, from some of these either green travel experts or um, just amazing people from around the world that are that are going to share some really cool ways to engage with our climate and our environment. And I do want to mention that if you miss a show, you can go to the speakingoftravel.net website. Uh, there's a menu item that says series. And when you scroll down, there is the Speaking of Travel plus Climate Listening Project series. Every show we've done since the beginning of this year is there so that you can listen in its entirety. Uh, there's a little description, some photos. So you're never at a loss for hearing this series. It's right there at the speakingoftravel.net website. And Dana, we have uh, coming up another guest uh, who is with the U.S. Climate Action Network. And one thing I want to say, too, is that throughout this series, I've come to find out about all these incredible people and organizations that are out doing the work. As Susanna was saying, almost 20 years for what she's been doing, you know, it's because everything is so top of mind now, it's really uh, so positive that these organizations are getting their just exposure. Yeah, I mean, I I do the Climate Listening Project to listen, but then I appreciate folks like you who listen and then share with their audiences so that others can listen as well. It's the Speaking of Travel Plus Climate Listening Project project series. And I think that together, uh, Dana and I uh, want to be able to share with you what you can do. People that are doing such good work, such powerful work, so much leadership going on that each and every one of you can be a leader in your own backyard. And that's where it begins. This is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Dana Ruggiero. We're talking climate change, and so much more.
With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Hi, I'm Ann Smith with LeapFrog Tours. Whether you're a local or visiting Western North Carolina for the first time, LeapFrog Tours offers fun opportunities to explore the area from beer to art and everything in between. We offer tours with set itineraries, custom excursions, and transportation services all over the area. We can help you explore, enjoy, and experience the beauty and culture of Western North Carolina. Learn more at leapfrogtours.com. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Explore one of Western North Carolina's most iconic places at Chimney Rock State Park. Six hiking trails and animal discovery den. Rock climbing with instructors from Fox Mountain Guides. Guided hikes and more. Plan your adventure at ChimneyRockPark.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Today, Speaking of Travel continues our Climate Listening Project series with Dana Ruggiero and our special guest. Dana, we are really um, becoming movers and shakers ourselves. (laughs) I mean, every time you're on the show, there's somebody here who is doing fabulous work beside yourself. And... uh, Our guest today, we've had Susanna Tuttle, the director of the North Carolina Interfaith Power and Light, here to talk to us about um, how that organization connects the faith voice around climate change. Tell us who our guest is coming up now. I'm so excited to welcome Nikisha Glover to the show. She is the founding director of Soul Nation and so much more, just working on a lot of amazing projects in North Carolina and across the country. Um, Welcome. Thank y'all so much for having me. I'm glad to be here today. Nikisha, thank you so much for being here today. Now, Nikisha, you are the founding director of Soul Nation. Give us a little idea of what your organization is about and, and where your mission is coming from. Uh, Soul Nation, first off, um, it's spelled S-O-L, so when you read it, it's the power of the sun. But when you hear it, what is that? It's the power of our hearts and minds. And for us, that's a guiding um, a guiding message for us in the work that we do. Um, we consider ourselves a new home for climate justice. And when we talk about climate justice, um, let me first um, contextualize that for us. Um, when you look up the word climate, By definition, it means the condition of. And for us at Soul Nation, it's the condition of the land, the air, the water, and the people. And so we understand that the environmental justice movement and the social justice movement, they both need each other. Why? Because these issues continue to impact 
the same people. And so for Soul Nation, where we found um, our, 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 our opportunity to thrive in our work is to really be a catalyst and really be able to organize around solutions. So I bring with me um, a background as a community organizer, having worked for a number of different organizations from uh, Hip Hop Caucus to Greenpeace to um, also do some work with Girls Who Code, and I'm sure I'll get an opportunity to talk about that more. But um, bringing that background Um, that rich, diverse background. And what I learned along the way, I really learned that um, for me and the work that I choose to do personally, um, I really thrive as a community organizer and more specifically as a climate justice organizer. And once I got the clarity in the word, in the language, I would say, once I got the language to be able to explain how both the environmental movement and the social justice movement needed each other. It gave me the framing that I needed to be able to um, continue to expand the work and really carve out um, this lane for for the work that we do at Soul Nation. And so we use art, culture, music. We use those things that speak to people to be the voice and to be the translator of some of our our most complex issues. So when we talk about it from an environmental perspective um, and a lot of the background and work that I've had, um, it's been very scientific, which is great for scientists. Um, and it's great. And I, I'm actually a, a, a major in biology in school, which is another story that we can go into. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, to really speak to people, people um, respond to music and art and culture and the things that drive them every day. So instead of talking about um, parts per million of particulate matter in the air, let's talk about children who are children and adults who are experiencing asthma, the adults who are experiencing um, adult onset asthma and where that really could be coming from. And then how do you uh, mobilize all of this to become a cohesive movement? Oh, that's a great question. So for us, we've kind of framed out our work into a couple of um, specific programs. So we have Soul Stories where we're giving people platforms to tell their stories of strength, resiliency, and solutions. Uh, We pull out solutions that we can specifically organize around based on our capacity, um, and those are the ones that we choose to organize around. So one of our first iterations was uh, Soul Solutions has been our taking up a Girls Who Code um, club, and we do it through our programming called Tech as a Solution. So we see technology as a solution. It's not the only solution, but it is one of the solutions that can um, steer us on a path to a more just and equitable economy, a greener economy. And so we believe that getting in front of our community members with access and training and curriculum in tech spaces and also being able to communicate the language and the um, issues of climate justice 
so that people who are learning tech, they're learning it through a climate justice lens. That means we get to own our own solutions. That means that we are putting people on a pathway to be able to not only know what the issues are, but to equip them with the resources that they need to um, really develop the solutions for those issues. So um, that's one of our projects under solutions. We also see community engagement as a solution, and we're continuing to develop our programming out under solutions. And the last component is, um, well, I won't say the last component. I got two more to share. One would be the Soul Collective, and it's the idea and the premise that we need everybody operating in their strength and their gift, their talent. We don't need people to convert into being Superman or superheroes. We all already are that in whatever our gift is. So what does it look like to bring the artist, the poet, the preacher, the teacher together all around the common issue so that we can all become translators through whatever our lane and our lenses of what we're already gifted in doing to really solve for these issues? So one of our first iterations under Soul Collective has been um, a single cabinet rap project here in Charlotte uh, where we brought together artists and community members to do a specific design that really speaks to climate justice for the community. So we're talking about um, how do we take visual representations or visual art, but be able to connect it back to the principles of climate justice and be able to be points of um, beginnings for conversations um, and beginnings for solutions. How can we imagine and dream up what it is to have a future that is just? So the last component is the Soul Summit, which we just wrapped up with, and our theme this year was Environmental Justice Is, and we expanded the thought of how environmental justice is social justice. So environmental justice is social justice. Environmental justice is art and culture. Environmental justice is tech. And environmental justice is health and wellness. And we'll be kicking off a year-long campaign with that messaging and really expanding ways in which we can connect the message to our community members. I love the Soul Collective. I love Soul Nation and all of your important projects. I love the idea that people in Charlotte and in the community will be able to see this local art project um, and that they can attend your event and engage with you in in beautiful, beautiful ways and in their communities. Um, I wonder how people can find you. How can they learn more about your work and engage? Thank you so much. So first off, you can find us online. We're at www.soulnation.org. And remember, soul is spelled S-O-L. We are also on Facebook um, under Soul Nation Inc. We're also on Instagram as Soul Nation Inc. I-N-C as well. Um, and we're on Twitter. I just I just um, updated a Twitter account for us. So okay. um, we're, we're rocking and rolling. So please find us on any of those platforms. If you want to engage with me personally, um, you can find me on Instagram at Sister Soul Speaks. And you can also find me on um, Facebook as uh Nakisha's sister soul lover. I can know. Nakisha is spelled N-A-K-I-S-A. 
I cannot wait to see you in St. Paul, Minneapolis, Minnesota for this U.S. Climate Action Network. You are one of my favorite people, and I'm so grateful to you for being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Nikisha. It was a pleasure, and thank you for all your work. This is Marilyn Baugh. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel with Dana Ruggiero and the Climate Listening Project. Thank you, Dana, for being here again today. Thank you. I want you all to go out and really have have a week where you're thinking about all that we talked about today, the environmental movement, uh, justice, social justice, moral issues, all of this You can connect in the forest. You can take a walk in nature. Get in your car and go someplace where you've never been before. And remember, we all are a part of our planet. We can all make a difference. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 